Welcome everyone to the Oveh Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Pechet. Daf Pechet, the first lot of Perek Ha'isharba. We will begin on Pezayin Omer Bet at the Mishnah. Today's Daf is available. Anyone would like to support the sponsoring, please contact the rabbi. Says the Mishnah as follows. You have a woman whose husband went overseas. They came and they told her. We'll see what Ubao means soon. Met Balech, your husband died. Then he said, so she went and she got married. Her husband's dead, she got married. Then her husband came. So we're going to give her a whole bunch of things that's going to be a knas for her. Because she got married when she wasn't supposed to, even though they told her to, we'll see why she wasn't supposed to soon. Um, she gets a bunch of different knasot. Number one is, she needs to get a divorce from both husbands. The new one from the Rabbanan and the first one from the she needs to get from both of them. She has to leave them, and she needs to get from both of them. The second one, no, actually, she has to leave both of them because it's like she's the Zenut. Technically, she didn't do Zenut because she didn't know. But the rabbis make it like she did Zenut, and she therefore she has to leave both husbands because a woman who did Zenut can't stay with not the person she did Zenut with and not the person she was married to. She needs to get from both. Ve'en la ketubah, she has no ketubah. Ve'lo perot, she has no perot. Uh, ketubah means she gets no ketubah from either one. Perot means she doesn't get perot from her. She owned a field and then has fruit. She doesn't get the fruit back from him if he used the fruit, either husband. She has no right to, to sue either husband in court for her parnasa, for food. She can't sue the husband for the actual remains of, of her clothes that she brought into the marriage. Okay, she can't get her clothes, her her, her, her stuff back. The e the law is there, law is on either one. If you not lam is there, we say taxir. If she took him back, she has to give him back to them. Right. Vavlad mamzer mizer muzer. The kid that she has will be mamzer, whether it's from the first kid, or the first marriage, or the second marriage. In other words, any kid that she has after the husband left, whether she has it from the second husband, which is normal, or whether she goes back to the first one and has a kid, the kid's a mamzer. The second will be mamzer drabanan. If he back from the first husband, mamzer drabanan. Neither husband gets her mitziot, her mitziot are hers, and her maseyadaya are hers. She's not considered married to take her mitziot or maseyadaya. 
They can't knock off her nether. If she made a nether, she's stuck with it because neither one can knock it off. If she was a bat yisrael and married a kohen, she's pasul from kuna because she's like a zuna zona. Bat levi, if she's a bat levi, she pasul maaser. She can't get maaser anymore. And about Kohen, if she's about Kohen, she can't go back to eat Shuma anymore. Right? Her, her, the, the, neither one of, of her heirs will get her Ksuba. We'll see what that means in the Gemara. Rashi says, we'll see what that means in the Gemara. Let's say either one of the husbands died without having any kids from her, having any kids, and now she should need Yibum. Either one will have to do Chalitza, but they won't be allowed to do Yibum. Now the second one, she really shouldn't need anything, because she's not really married to him. But the rabbis make him get Yibum. Now, not all of these 16 things are agreed by everyone. Some have machlokets. We're going to go through them now. Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Yossi says she does get a ketubah, and that's with the nechasim of the first husband. Rabbi Yossi says, The first one gets her mitziut, and her ma'aseyadeh, the first one gets anything she finds, and her ma'aseyadeh, and can knock over her, her nidanim. For all those things, she's like married to the first one. Rabbi Shimon says, no. She says, let's say the first one died, and his brother had beer with her, or chalitza, then that makes this girl's co-wife, who did not go sleep with somebody else, patur. So that means, chalitza on her is real. And he holds that the, the kid from the first husband is not a mamzer. Meaning if she, if the girl, in our case, left the first husband, married somebody else, married the second husband, then the, her first husband came back and she had, had relations with the first husband and had a kid, that kid's not a mamzer. That's all... If she got married with a shoot, let's she get married without permission. and she could go back to the husband. She comes back. What does that mean? You got married without permission. So when he said we got married without permission, Rashi says that two witnesses came and they told you the husband died. When two witnesses come, you don't need a betin, and she, that's called that's called without permission. Then, since she followed the witnesses. She's allowed to go back to her first husband and she just leaves the second husband. It's not a fault. Of course, the kids of Mam Zareem, she had one from the second, but she can go back to the first husband. Niset al So in the case where you go back, where you got married with Betin, Taset, you have to leave both men. Uptuna min kurban. She's patur from a kurban. 
Why is she patur? Because normally, if a person makes a mistake, you should bring a korban chatat. But if she didn't get married with Patin, which means she has two witnesses, then she needs a Korban. Then she can go back, she has to leave a new husband, but she's Chayav in a Korban. Why does she need a Korban? Because she should have waited. Okay. Yeah, that shows you how strong Betin is. Because Betin lets you make be patur from Korban. Betin told her to get married. Let's say she didn't get married, she went and she sinned with somebody else. Then, and she didn't get married. Because our permission was to get married. You went and had relations. Normally, relations doesn't make you chayav a korban, but now that you are married, it's going to make you chayav a korban. Okay, let's see the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Medictani Seifa Nisad Shalom Bereshut Muted Lachzolo. Since the Seifa of the Gemara says that she got married without permission, she's mutar to go back to him. Shalom Bereshut Betin El Betin. That has to mean that you got married without Bereshut Betin, but you had witnesses, right? There's no way we would, make, we would say that a girl who got married without Rashut at all is better off than a girl who got married with a Batin. It must be that she got married without Rashut, but with witnesses. Michal, so if that's with witnesses, that means the first case is with a Batin, and Batin would only do it if at least one witness. Alma, we see, we see that one Ed is believed to get remarried. Betin will let you get married with one Ed. Must be from this Mishnah. We see from the Mishnah that one Ed is enough. But now we also have another Mishnah that says, the Chachamim decided, the Chazakah became, that we get married with one witness. And not only just one witness, Isham Pishah, the Mishnah says. Even if it's a woman witness, or if the, the, the thing is an Evid or Shifcha, it's a Shifcha Knanit. Right? So, Alma, we see Ed Echad Mehem, and we believe one Ed. But tonight we also see if one witness tells a guy, "You ate chelav, you need to bring a carbon." He says, "No, patur." He's patur. Tama says the Gemara, "Oh, that's only the reason why you're patur when the guy disagrees is because he disagreed. He said I didn't eat." but he would been quiet. Alma, then he believed. Alma, we see we see that one 
one witness is generally believed, and therefore we see that generally witnesses are believed in general. Well, I says no. How do we know you believe Midoraita? The time we learned, it says, If a person finds out that he did his sin, then he brings the Kuban Khatat. He has to know about it, not that other people tell him. You might think, You might think that even if he doesn't deny what they say, he's Patur. The Pasuk says, Or someone tells him. Or 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 hodal of or it became known. Mikomakom any way that they know it. And therefore, it should work even if someone told it. Now what how's the case that a person could be chayav even if someone tells him? If two people, witnesses came and said he ate chalif. And he didn't deny it. I don't need Pasuk, the two witnesses always believed. And if he doesn't deny it, that's when we believe them. Right? One witness is believed. says, no, who said? Who told you we actually believe in this witness? Maybe it's because we have a general rule that when a guy is quiet, it's like he's automatically admitting and therefore, the reason why he brings the carbon here is because he admitted, not because any witness, one witness really has no validity at all. And the reason why, in this case, we believe the witness is not because we believe the witness, it's because he admitted. Teda, how do we know it's because he admitted? Because the Sefer says, Al-Murshtayim, two guys said, Achat achilet, he says, I eat, he's patur. They said, what do you mean? If two witnesses could kill a guy, meaning if two witnesses come and say he killed somebody, we'll kill him. Can't, so that means they're, strong, they're very strong. Certainly they should make him, we should believe them against him to make him bring a korban. He said back, he could have said, therefore, he has a, he has a migu, believe me, I, I told you, I didn't eat it, because if I wanted, I could have said it was mezid. So they only argue in the case of two witnesses. But in the case of one witness, they agreed. Reisha, they agree that if he goes against one witness, he's okay. And he'll be believed. That means that they'll also agree in the first case where it says, oh, it's only because he disagrees, but if he agreed, he'd be okay. My time, why did the Rabbanan say, if it's because they believe one witness. But Trey Balma, the Rabbanan wouldn't agree in the, in the Trey case. Because in the two case, the Rabbanan would sorry, the Rabbanan wouldn't agree in the one witness case that we believe one witness against him. Why? But Trey Balma, the If there's two witnesses against him, and even though there's both two witnesses against him, we the Chachamim hold we believe Patri Banan. So therefore, they wouldn't. They definitely wouldn't wouldn't go against it with one witness. And must be the reason why we believe in the one case. Even the Rabbanan agree in that case is because he was quiet. 
Shtika Huda, so you see the reason because Shtika Huda, therefore we see that we don't prove from the bright to anything about, anything about one witness being believed in other cases because we only learned from our Mishnah. Ela, rather, the reason why the Mishnah is believed is not because of a general thing that one witness believed. It's actually a svara. Ela svarahu. Just like we see from a case of a, a guy who ate a piece of meat, which we're not sure of, it's chelev, which is asur, or shuman, that's mutar. And a, and a witness comes and says, I know for a fact it's shuman. We believe, and we, be, we, we eat, the, we eat, we're allowed to eat the meat. So just like you believe the witness to say, that you could eat meat, so too in the Mishnah, you believe the one witness to say that the girl could get married, the husband's dead. It's a simple logic. The same way you're allowed to have one mashkiach. Whether it's a woman or whoever it is to come and say, this food's kosher, so too you can believe a person to say that the woman could get remarried because the husband's dead. Me dummy, had not chazaki sura, hachet chazaki sura deishdish. How could you compare this case to the case of chelav? By the case of chelav, we didn't know it was asur before, and the chazaka before and on this meat was unknown. There was no chazaka, and therefore, if one lady says it's kosher, we'll believe her. But by Eshet Ish, the woman was known to be a married woman. How do we remove her from that Chazakah of being a married woman and make her in the Chazakah of a non-married woman on the basis of one witness alone? You can't compare it. What is this? You know what it's like? It's like if you have a piece that was for sure known as Chelev. The guy says, I know it's Shuman. We don't believe you in that case. So Amrishna also, it's more like that. No, where says no. Over there, if we knew it was chelif, even a hundred words is what we believed. Because we know it's chelif. But here, if you have two witnesses, for sure we believe him. And therefore, it's not necessarily as strong as that case. So, maybe you could believe one. Says, the reason why we allow by a woman is similar to tevel. Or hektish or konam. What are these things? Hi tevel hechidami. What's the case of tevel? If it's a guy testifying about his own stuff, that it's that it's not tevel. For example, you have a fellow who has his own backyard, and he says these. Tomatoes that I grew in my backyard, Yushalayim, are not Tevil. The reason why I believe him over there is because he's able to fix it. Means we believe a guy when he has the ability to fix it. But in our Mishnah, the guy has no power to kill the husband, and therefore, he has, why would we believe him to say the husband's dead? Ella must be that the connection is someone else's tomatoes to say that they're, 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 they've been 
taking Maser and Truma off. My Kasavar, why would it work? If the case is that if a guy separates Truma from his own stuff, on his friend's stuff, which means, let's say you have a case of two neighbors next to each other, both growing oranges. And one neighbor says, I'm going to be nice, I'm going to separate Truma from my field on your field. Then answer that bottom. If we hold that, I don't need your permission for that. Then the reason why it works is because since I could fix it, that's why you believe me. If you hold that, I can't do it for you. And the guy says, I know that it's fixed. And not because I did it myself or I have the right to do it, but I just happen to know. So then, how do we know that also? We don't have a proof for that either. Like, who told you that's true also? The same way we don't know the Mishnah, we don't know that case either. Says about Hektish Nami, also in the case of Hektish. If we're talking about Hektish, where only the money is holy, the reason why he's believed is because he can redeem it. If it's actually holy, which you can't redeem, if it's his, the reason why he's believed is because he can undo it. If Let's say the case is a Kedushat uh, which means the guy said that a certain animal is going to be a carbon. So he can't, the reason why he's believed there is because he has the right to go to a rabbi and say, I want to take back my my promise and make it not holy. And it must be somebody else, but he does have the right. And he says, the reason why it's okay is because even though the, the owner of this cow said it's going to be a carbon, I know that the owner asked the rabbi and he got rid of it was Matthew Neder and he made it aloud. Who go from Anan? Also, that we don't know. Who said you believe that either? And what's the case of Kunamot? Kasavar If he holds that something that a person said is Asurmi, Kunam means the guy says that this item is Asurmi. If we hold that this Mi'ila, if you eat it, and it became Kedushah from the Beit HaMikdash. The reason why it's okay is because he has the ability to redeem it. Just like the last case. If he holds no Mi'ilah B'Kunamot, and the reason why, when a guy says Konam, it just becomes Asur, but it's not belonging to Beit HaMikdash, it's not, not holy. If it's all Mishum Deyadol Shalom, because then he could ask your rabbi to get rid of it. That's the reason why I believe him. And the Chet Rama and now you done the Shalom. But if it's someone else's and he says that, and the the case was the guy says I have the power that I know that the guy I'm sorry that I know that my neighbor and asked about this and asked the rabbi to get rid of the Neder who go from on how do we know we believe him on that also? So all these three cases don't fit. So Amar Abzeir, so Abzeir says no. Mitoch says no. The reason why we we believe one witness is because since we're so strict 
that would give 16 different penalties on the lady. If she gets married and the husband comes back, therefore we can be lenient in the beginning and say, since she has all these penalties, she'll be sure to make sure that the husband is dead. And she'll make her own investigation. Rashi says, We trust that she will make her own private investigation and check well, and therefore we'll let her get married early because it's such a dangerous thing. She sees that she'll never ever get married again. She'll make a good check to make sure the husband's dead. Why do you have to be so strict with 16 penalties and so lenient to let her get married with one witness? Make her have two witnesses and don't give her 16 penalties. Mara says, no, we can't do that. The rabbis want to do the 16 penalties and the leniency in the beginning because we don't want to leave ladies become aguna. If you make a lady require... You want to make a lady require two witnesses, you'll end up with too many ladies in the world who can't get married because there's only one witness available for them. Oh. Now, one of the penalties was Tetzem Mizeh Muzeh. That she has to divorce both husbands. Amara Rav says, That's only if you got married with one witness, like we said. But if she married with two people, she does not have to leave her husband. They used to laugh at The husband came back, he's standing in front of us, and you're going to tell her she could stay with the second husband? Talking about a case where we don't recognize this guy. He claims to be the first husband, but we don't recognize him. And if we don't recognize him, we let us stay with this. We let us stay with the second guy. If we don't recognize him, then why does she have to go out with one head? Let us stay with him. Maybe he's not the guy. I mean, there's two guys who come and say, who with him when he left till now. You don't recognize him, but we know that he changed, and we know it's the husband, and therefore, that's the case. That's why we say Tetzeh, but if she get married with two witnesses, she can stay with him, even though these two witnesses are against him. How do we know? It was by Yosef, 22 years apart, and it says that he recognized them, but they didn't recognize him. We learn from here, Yosef left without a beard, he came back with a beard, and that's why he wasn't recognized. Or it says, so what? So what? There's still two against two. Why? Because she's got two witnesses to say that she was allowed to get married because he's dead. And you have two witnesses saying that we're with him. It's two versus two. And therefore we should say, Therefore a guy who sleeps with this girl should be have Hashem Talui. 
Because Hashem Teluya is always when you don't know if the guy is doing Avera or not. So this guy who sleeps with her should be Hashem Teluya because he has two witnesses for him, which are the witnesses who are saying you can get married, he's dead. And two witnesses against him, two witnesses saying this is the guy, we recognize him. The case is that she married one of the witnesses who said the husband died. And therefore, this guy, he knows good and well that the guy's dead. He saw him dead. Since he knows he's dead, he himself doesn't bring Hashem to look because if a person himself knows he's for sure that he's not Chayav, he doesn't have to bring it. The only case you'd be Chayav if you're if a person in the middle, a fifth guy. You have two witnesses saying one thing, two witnesses saying the other thing, and he's in the middle, then he has to bring Hashem Tului. This guy is one of the four, he doesn't bring Hashem Tului. Says, well, it's nice that the husband doesn't need Hashem Tului because he's one of the witnesses, but she should need Hashem Tului because she is a fifth person. She has, she has two witnesses saying he's dead, two witnesses saying he's alive. But where Barley, the case is where she says, Barley, I know this guy's not my husband. You guys are saying it's my husband, I know it's not. So what's the question? Of course they can stay married. That's only when witnesses came. And then she got married. I've only said about him, but if she got married first, Lomar didn't say she should leave her. The time we learned. Let's say a case: two guys says the guy's dead. The two guys said that he's alive. Two guys say she got divorced. She couldn't get married. She doesn't leave. says she has to leave. That's if the witnesses came before she got married. I'm going to she got married with two witnesses, then the other two witnesses came and said that against her that, that he was alive. She doesn't have to go out. Once she's married, she could stay. And since everyone agrees she could stay, why would Rav have to say the halacha? Rav says no. When Rav said his law, that's only that's only when the witnesses came and then she got married. After, even though the witnesses were here, there's two against two and she got married then. Coming to say, don't listen to go with the first opinion that she could stay married even in that case. Ikidami, no. Others say no. Tama, the reason, then he says, that's only because she got married and then he said, no, could be that, according to this, Rav is just saying it like Rav Nachman Yossi. Says, Mati, Rabbi, Rabbi, ask the question. How do we know? Dipano. How do we know if the Kohen doesn't want to stop Eating, getting tamerified, or doesn't want to stay away from a woman he's not allowed to marry, the panu, that we can hit him. Which the Pasuk says, in your, you can make the whole Kohen holy, even against his will. How could you have a case of a woman he doesn't want to be with? 
that he's not allowed to be with, and they hit him. Elam only said lachar me'edeha. If you say the cases, she married someone that's not one of her witnesses. Meaning, there was a lady who, two witnesses say that she died, and then she married a Kohen who wasn't a witness. And then two witnesses came and said, no, Viloka, the two witnesses came and said that he's alive. Viloka Mebarili. And she didn't say, I know he's dead. Of course you can hit him. Meaning, if he, the Kohen is not sure that the second witnesses who are saying that he's alive, not true. Then maybe it, it, that means he's not sure if she's a zona, because since he slept with her, that would make her a zona. And if that makes her a zona, because she slept with someone while she's married, right? Of course, we should have to hit him to separate from her. Ella loved, and he said, Must be the case is that she married one of the witnesses. That's why he's allowed to marry her, because he knows that the witnesses are false. And she also said, Barley, I know for sure he's dead. Because I know we see, we, we, you can hit him anyway. You see that we're against Rav and we, we, we take him away from him. Even though they're both sure. If so, also in our case, where it's not a Kohen, the fact that he said Barley shouldn't make a difference. Mara says, no. Isur Kunashani. We're stricter when it comes to Kohanim. Rav, who said you could leave them married, is talking about non-Kohen. We push him by finding witnesses who go against the first two witnesses. Once they get married, they can stay. He bought him a third answer. The case is where the witnesses came. The bride is talking about a case where the witnesses came and then they got married. And the bride is talking about Rabbi who says that you have to separate. And that's the case they're talking about. Okay. I have three different opinions. Now, according to this, this that she's allowed to stay is referring to marriage with the second husband. Right? We said, oh, she's allowed to stay, it means the second husband. And that's what we say it's talking about either other witnesses or we don't recognize the guy. That's according to the first part of the Gemara. Ravashi says, no. My love. My lotetze, when Rav says lotetze, when Rav says when the witnesses come back, she doesn't have to go out. It means you don't have to go out from the originally being married to the first one. Since you got married the right way, Rav says you're allowed to stay married to the first one. Moses says, oh yeah? Can't be. Rav already said that once before. The time we looked at Mishnah. And he said, if a guy got, if a woman got married, 
without permission. The Mishnah says, and now the second part of the Mishnah says, woman got married without a shoot, she could go back to the husband. follows like that. So if Rav already said the halacha is like that, why does he have to repeat the same law? Moses, you're right. One of the statements was said by Rav. The other one we figured out from the other one that what Rav said. When we said a woman has to leave both husbands, that's if she doesn't deny the guy who comes back and he says that I'm, the, I'm your husband. But if she denies and says, I don't know who you are, you're not my husband, then she could stay. According to Shmuel, even if the husband comes back, he's not automatically believed if she denies him. What's the case? What's Shmuel talking about? Either If the case is that there's two witnesses saying that he is the original husband, who cares that she disagrees? Ella must be, Bechad must become a witness. Taman, the reason why why we believe him is the Machishok, she denies. Hashtika, but if she's quiet, it's a... Ula says, When Torah believes it's like this too. So therefore we shouldn't believe her even against one witness. We can't believe her in front of two witnesses. So so what? So what? She doesn't believe these, this one guy. If he's like two witnesses, we shouldn't believe her against them. I says, no. When Shmuel says that, he's talking about the following case. Two witnesses are here, but they're not kosher edim. Because we learned. If we leave one witness, we follow most opinions. We say, if we believe one witnesses, we'll trust a bunch of opinions. And therefore, we don't have to be a regular, full-fledged witness. We'll take a woman. So therefore, two women against one person is like two men against one person. So it comes out like this, according to this, Shmuel is saying the following. She has one witness in Betin who said that the husband's dead. She got married with that. Now two witnesses come and say that the husband's alive. Those two witnesses are Pasul. So they only knock out the first witness. So at this point, if she ignores them and says, well, I know this is not my husband, then she could stay with the guy. Unless we have real two witnesses against her, we'll believe him. Another way to understand him, whenever you have a kosher witness in the beginning, even a hundred women are only like one witness. Talking about a case where there was a one woman who said she was dead, and two women said no. 
If we believe one witness, we follow most witnesses. And two women, two women like one man. And therefore, when you have two women, that's like two women with one man. Two men against one man. Two women against one man who's a good witness is like half and half. Half and half will say that we'll believe her to stay married. So we'll say a similar thing. There's two women saying that she that their husband's alive. There was one original woman who said the husband is dead. If she doesn't say anything, they knock each other out. And her original chazakah being married tells her that she's not allowed to stay with the second husband. But if she says, I know it's not true, then we'll re-buttress the first witness and we'll say that the husband is dead and she's allowed to stay with the second guy. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.